What's up, guys? This is Luke Koska from AdLeaks. Um, today's podcast on Advertise Everything, we're going to listen to Chandler Welling um, run an Ask Me Anything, an AMA, um, about creatives. So he's going to answer all these different questions that he got. Um, and Chandler has been a, a great member of AdLeaks for quite a while, a great partner. Um, he own, owns Welling Media, um, and he just has a lot of great insight into the world of creatives. What is the most important info to have in your creative brief? Um, so, Jamie, I imagine when you're uh, when you're onboarding, um, I would say the the biggest thing is to make sure that everyone's on the same page in terms of like what the objective is for, you know, if you're providing a creative service, um, even more than just like the logistics of the creative is like, there's been a lot of times where you think that you're ready to hit the ground running and then you deliver creatives and like expectations are out of whack. So, I would say uh, first and foremost, just make sure everyone's on the same page that uh, the goals are clearly defined and, and it's uh, all um, trackable and measurable by both parties. Cool. Glad to know you guys can hear me all right. So, um, Harrell, I apologize if I didn't um, pronounce that correct. Yes, Facebook has been extremely buggy. Um, it's been kind of a nightmare the last, say, six weeks or so, specifically the last two or three weeks. Um, we have, uh, it's been kind of a shit show. So any questions on creatives? Um, that's what I'm here to answer. Um, formats, length, style. What do you guys got? Michael, what's going on, bro? So uh, I guess we'll wait for any questions to roll in. Um, something that Rob and I, Rob's our senior senior media here. Oops. Uh, something that we've noticed is uh, static images have been performing surprisingly well for us. Um, we've been uh, doubling down on that, especially a couple subscription um, accounts that we're, we're running. Um, static images have been performing well, which is surprising because I'd say over the last year or so we've been really doubling down on four by five video 30 seconds long has been a go-to and it's still a performer for us warren what's going on man someone asked me a question so i don't have to listen to myself talk uh answer my own questions okay here we go canon eos m50 good to start creating video yeah dude i mean here's the thing um kind of uh, maybe a non-answer, but anything that you have. I mean, use your iPhone, use an Android, whatever you can. Uh, and oftentimes, native works better. So I wouldn't focus on quality too much. But uh, yeah, anything from Canon is going to be good. All right, so did you find ad sets with different types of creatives perform better? Let's say one ad set with one carousel, one image, two videos. Yeah, so um, definitely, man. I would say videos and static have performed really well for us. Carousel is something I used a ton last year, and uh, I haven't had a lot of success with it this year. Of course, like the only time that Carousel has been performing for us in the last few months has been like you know DPAs or something like that. But four by five, which is uh, vertical for feed, has been great, both static and uh, on video. 
trying to figure out how to see the stat and average view time who clicked on the video ad um the average yeah it should just be in the the standard video reporting drop down um under creatives christina but i can check on that rob are you on see if you can answer that for or find me an answer for it christina wants to know uh average view time um who clicked on video ad you have a trick for that um 14 by 1600 for slideshow videos try to go up to four by five which should do better because it takes more space that's interesting raul um so a lot of our clients you'll if you notice like going you know, going breakdowns people you know obviously use mobile heavy you know 80 percent plus we've seen mobile users so vertical should be performing way better for you um you know of course there's always quirks in a certain account where you know what we think will work doesn't so i'm not sure on that um so for slideshow videos try going up to a four by five which should do better because it takes it yeah i'm not sure raul um shoot me a, a dm or even post in the comments here like a screenshot or even the video that you're running and i can try to provide a more specific answer for you yeah so michael good question how did i get into the uh social media management and creative side um yeah i was pretty ignorant to media buying when i started out i started my own e-commerce brand back in 2013 2014 and i grew it on instagram organically went from like zero to two million in 18 months i, I actually sold the company out of business um and i realized hey i'm good at I'm good at social media. Why don't I do this for other people? So I just started reaching out to brands and that's kind of how I got into the uh, organic side of things. And I really started on organic before I even spent a penny on Facebook. Um, Jeremy, so what are some phone apps on iPhone you can use to get started? LumaFusion is the number one app on iPhone for video. It is very, very powerful. I, I would say it's the closest to Premiere Pro um, as you can get uh, on iPhone. I know Adobe's got um, their own apps, but LumaFusion is by far the most powerful video editing app. I think it's 19 bucks and worth every penny. Um, Jeff, what's going on, man? Yeah, Raul, it might be the specific account. Just like I said, feel free to either DM me or drop it a comment so I, you know we can provide value to other people as well, and I'd, I'd be happy to give you a specific answer on that compared voiceover versus music on video. Um, I would say, I don't know if we've actually done a ton of like straight voiceover. Usually we'll do music with text on video. And if there is a voice, it's someone like a talking head. And that's performed really, really well, even more so than music is if any, you know, any chance you get someone on camera that can actually talk about a product that will work really well. Um, okay, how do you scale with ad budget? Uh, several ad sets are getting for. Okay, so um, I'm a huge fan of the 388 method, which is carrying social proof um, and kind of compounding social proof across ad sets. So check the unit section for the 388, excuse me, 388 method. Say that five times fast. Um, that's something we used a ton this year before we went CBO. I wouldn't say we're full CBO, but we're definitely CBO um, heavy. But uh, if we're doing ad set budgets, 388 has been a tried and true method. So check that out. Um, to go back to Jeremy's question. So LumaFusion is a great app. Plotiverse is really cool for adding effects. Um, uh, LensLight, which has uh, more uh, visual effects. We like to take like, if we if a client gives us like static assets or whatever, you know, we get in their Dropbox or um, Google Drive um we oftentimes will spice it up 
Um, back in the day, it was just me and, me and my phone, but now we've got a, a team to do that. But we still, I still utilize a lot of apps. Yeah, suggestions on places to get music for ad creatives. Um, big fan of Soundstripe. Um, we've got a, a corporate account with Soundstripe, and um, they've got a lot of cool, cool music that we use in most of our client um, videos. Copyright free, of course. Kevin Pierce, what's going on? James. Best method to maintain video quality? Yeah, this is a great question. So what most people do is they will upload creatives in max quality. So say I'm shooting a video and it's since shot in 4K. People will, will take that 4K video to Facebook and actually, um, either way, it's gonna get compressed to Facebook's version of 720. But if you give them a 4K video, it actually compresses it more and ends up worse quality. So the best case scenario is say you shoot in 4K, you export that project, um, say from Adobe um, or say it was LumaFusion or iMovie, export it in 720 and you're already, uh, you're giving it to Facebook pretty much already compressed. So you don't have to have Facebook's you know algorithm compress it. Um, it's kind of pre-compressed. And so we've noticed that's the best shot um, at giving quality. Uh, I would say a lot of times we're still giving Facebook 1080, um, but don't, uh, it seems the larger files, uh, especially on the video side, it just gets compressed more and it looks worse. Um, all right, Ray, are you using Carpet Bomb for local businesses? And if so, do you think quality, uh, um, we don't work with local businesses. It's, um, really not by choice. It's just, we've been really fortunate to work with, um, e-commerce brands. Um, so we haven't, run really any campaigns for um, local business like restaurants or anything like that. Um, but I know, uh, actually, uh, we have done one for uh, one of my buddies owns a vinyl wrapping company and we did do a carpet bomb and it worked fa fairly well. Um, but other than that, that was just me helping my buddy out. Um, yeah, 720 it is, yeah. What kind of creative do you see performing best? Um, by far, four by five video, so vertical video for, for feed. Uh, for Facebook feed and 30 seconds or less. I would say 20 to 30 seconds performs phenomenally. Um, on the flip side, we have seen long form do really well. But um, if, if I had to pick one, um, it would be four by five and 30 seconds max. Video view lookalikes, uh, let's see. Okay, if using it, Here, Ray, can you retype your question? Sorry, I was getting confused there. Something about video view lookalikes. Yeah, so four by five video, again, uh, 30 seconds have been great. Um, I would also do one and one, so square, um, especially if I'm doing like a, a brand video, sometimes we'll go square because it seems to be more scalable across you know certain platforms rather than just limit yourself to, to Facebook feed. Um, four by five, we'll play Instagram, but um, if you just let it play out, I've noticed it doesn't deliver very well on Instagram. Or like it won't spend on Instagram, it'll just spend on Facebook feed. So that is one downside to four by five video. Bless you. All right, what else we got?
Alright, okay, here we go, Jeff. Got a got a good question for us. What can I help our customers with this Black Friday and Cyber Monday that can boost their conversions when it comes to creatives? We're not ad specialists, just designers. So any thoughts for e-com customers that we can help them with on the creative side for Bavia's Carousel video? Um, Jeff, so obviously knowing what you guys do, Jeff from No Limit Creatives, be sure to check him out. They do killer curated um, videos. Um, so Jeff, knowing what you guys do, so I guess you're looking for maybe something that can help maybe supplement or add to what you guys are doing. Um, I would say try to, if there's a way to get more native with what you guys offer, um, because, you know, curated videos, uh, you're taking other people's designs, so it's obviously like uh, an ad. So Jeff, it would be cool to see if you guys could find something or find a way to implement a more native approach. Um, you know, because we've been doing a lot of even, you know, iPhone videos on, on some shoots. So say we get a model in here for a, for like, you know, a watch brand, we will, on top of shooting with our big rigs and, and you know, really professional and, and overproduced stuff, we'll, we'll shoot with iPhone, which, you know, is kind of tried and true. So I don't know if that uh, is the answer you're looking for, but I'll try to find a way to get some more native um, content. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, more amateurish look. Exactly. Yeah, well, we've delivered content before and, and clients are like, that looks amazing. But I actually think that if you just try this on an iPhone, it'll work better and we'll have to go just reshoot it on an iPhone. And it, it works great, especially influencer content. Um, okay, so James, do you retarget with DPA or same video for UGC? Any advice? Uh, DPA all day. I mean, if we're going to retarget with video, it'll be a separate video, maybe a long form video. So say we do a four by five top of funnel 30 second video that's just, um, you know, trying to draw them in, you know, maybe retarget video views with a long form like talking head. I'm a big fan of like the CEO on camera. So say that I'm the CEO of movement watches. Um, I'm going to get on there uh, as a you know, middle of funnel video and talk for one to two minutes about, you know, maybe um, our customer satisfaction guarantee or the 17,000 reviews that we have. I think that's a really great way to build on videos, but I, I wouldn't retarget with the same video. But DPAs work great too. Okay, so Jeff, you said because we're not ad specialists, they don't always trust our minimal designs to get pissed. We don't offer them more. Yeah, I feel that. Um, we run into um, that kind of stuff all the time. If we could show them results, it's different, but thanks, man. Yeah, yeah no problem, man. Um, Rob, love DPAs. It really depends on the product, of course. Yeah, catalog in there for sure. Or using uh, or using the pixel, which I know is kind of new in the group. Who, I think there was uh, was it Gil? I think Gil David uh, shed light on using the pixel to bring in catalog the other day. It's in the unit section, I believe. Yeah, no problem, James. Shay, what's going on? Rob said he has seen website visitors do well lately from CBO campaign seven sixty one eighty. Yeah. What else you guys got? Creative. All things creatives. Vincent, what's going on, man? Man, I I am not going to release a course anytime soon, that is. Um, 
Hey, tell me what you guys think about this. So I'll show you. Uh, here's our studio. Um, it's pretty small. We're it's about I don't know 1,600 square feet. We are actually moving out of this in a couple weeks. Um, I was toying around with the idea of uh, like a content uh, mastermind, but I, I, we're, we're not going to be dropping any courses. Um, all of my course material is actually dropped right here in AdLeague. So if you have any spe specific questions or things that you want to see. Um, let me know, man. I'll just I do a video on it and drop it uh, here in AdLeaks. Yeah, James, keep them going, man. What do you look for to see if a creative is getting tired? Um, definitely if CTR starts dropping. Um, you know, frequency is one thing. Um, that's kind of an obvious telltale sign. Frequency is going up. Um, but CTR, if we're looking at creative, that's really all that we care about. And CTR is really contextual to your ad account. You know, for instance, I have clients that are getting 67% CTRs, which is phenomenal. And uh, if they drop to three and four, it's it's not good. And we have clients that if we have a three or 4% um, click-through rate, that it's fantastic. So, you know, James, what I, what I recommend is launching three to five creatives with, with each campaign, you know, minimum. And uh, take your top two, um, kill the rest after a few days. And then once you see those drop by 30, 40%, um, either just your ad set is dying off or your CBO is dying off, or maybe it's just time to get new creatives. Creatives can go a lot longer than you guys think though. I feel like oftentimes, um, people think it depends on what spend, you know, say you're spending three, 500 bucks a day. Like you can make a creative last for months. Uh, if you're spending, you know, three to five K a day, then it's a different story and you're getting a lot more. Um, Sam Frost, what's going on, brother? James, if you have any more questions, man, drop them in here. If we have any more questions, I'll talk about organic. Um, the best strategy for finding which creatives will work best um, on the paid side is just to post a shit ton of organic, like three to five times a day, um, as many as you can. And then at the end of each month, look back on your organic posts, see what had the most uh, engagement and reach, and then take those top two, three, four pieces and bring them to the paid side and you will notice um, a huge increase in CTR. Okay, so any tips for people that starting out now with creating content for brands in addition to standard media buying? Yeah, so I think I have a video on this somewhere in AdLeaks, but I'll answer this question. Um, what you should do is hire a local videographer um, to create some videos. Um, so, you know, just cause I keep referring to this, my $90 movement watch um, that I wear every single day. Say that you are advertising or media buying for movement watch um, without even talking to them, just hire a videographer, spend five, 600 bucks, get them in here, create a couple top of funnel videos that will actually help you in your media buying and just implement them or send it to them and say, hey guys, I just went ahead and, and invested in, in some creatives. Um, and that kind of gets your feet wet of one, communicating with clients about creatives and two, working on the creative side. Um, you're definitely gonna have to bite the bullet and, and actually invest in creatives, you know, hiring people out on your own dime rather than, you know, you're not, I don't think you're ever gonna sell a creative service without having done it. So my number one tip for you is to just get, get moving, man. Jump on Facebook Marketplace or a local group, whatever city you're in, and try to find someone who 
gets behind a camera and is decent and then just start uh, creating some stuff. Yeah, we've done a lot of creatives for non-USA traffic. Um, same video. What do you mean by same video? So the first question I'll answer is yes, we have done creatives for non-US traffic. We've done a ton, uh, ton of brands in Australia. Um, we've got a supplement brand that's in, huge in Europe. Um, so yeah, we're, we're well-versed globally. Yes, three to five times per day, Nicholas. Um, no, so let me uh, let me explain this, Nicholas. So uh, just for those of you who might have just jumped on, Nicholas is saying that three to five times per day uh, organic, so say on Instagram, is going to be too much. Let's break it down. Say you have a 1,000 followers and you're posting what normal people do, which is two to three times a week. There's only five to seven percent of your audience. The same five to seven percent is seeing your content, Nicholas. So that means that you're you're having, you know, 850 to 925 people of your thousand followers are actually never seeing your content or seeing it like once every three or four weeks and it's just in their feed and so they're not engaging with it so the only way to break through the algorithm is just start posting a shit ton and now um you will notice that that's three to five percent it gets spread out right so you're getting new people that are already following you that might have forgot that they're following you seeing your content and say they engage with it then you start to snowball right um, so no, um, maybe the same three or, you know, three to 5% that are seeing your content, they might, they might get annoyed, might not. Um, but that's, that's not the goal. You know, if you're trying to get, you know, max engagements from the same 75 people, then just post twice a week. But if you're really trying to move the needle for a variety of reasons, you need to post three to five times per day. Um, that's, that's the number one goal. We've built some mega brands, literally just starting with that strategy is just posting a shit ton of content. Yeah, podcasts are on the way. Uh, we'll have at least one dropping next week, if not two. Um, all right, DM. Say you're testing three how to like to differentiate creatives. Let's say testing three videos. How do you like two videos in static image and change for five seconds? Um, DM, I, I need you to reformat that question because I'm having a hard time understanding it. Uh, Brandon, what's going on, brother? Um, they definitely don't get annoyed. Yeah, you aren't going to hit the same bucket of people. Yeah, thank you, Brandon. Yeah, man, a lot of people are scared of posting a ton of content for some reason, but it, it is the number one strategy, man, I'm telling you. Especially if you already have an audience. Say you have like 10,000 followers, you could triple your engagement in 60 days by posting three to five times a day. Because when you're posting that much, you start to figure out what's working, and so you're always refining. And then, like I said, you can take the top performers, bring them to the paid side, you can start engaging with your audience more through so building brand. Um, that is like my number one advice for everyone is to post three to five times a day on organic. Um, no excuses for sure. Maximilian, what's going on? Andy, what's going on? Justin, appreciate it, brother. Justin should have some fire questions for me. We need Jordan Menard on here. I always feed him questions on his lives. I need, to, I need him feeding me questions. Got another Brandon on. What's going on, man? I'm going to try to answer this question that I was confused about. So say you're testing three. How do you... How do I do oh, so how to, make, how to make them different? Yeah, so we'll shoot, you know, unique videos. Um, if anything, sure, change the, um, the thumbnail. Uh, use different music. Use different text style. Like if, if you're stuck with one video and you want to make it into two videos... 
to differentiate, you know, get more ad, ad creatives in there. Um, I would just change music, change font, change colors, um, do what you can, man. But the best case scenario, you've got, you know, a couple different, uh, couple different videos. No, we don't use any tools, James. Um, I'm a huge believer of posting um, in the moment. If anything, we'll schedule a post out day, the next day. Um, once you start scheduling, it really defeats the purpose of posting three to five times a day. Like I said, we'll, we'll schedule out a day and a weekend maybe, like f f you know, on a Friday, we'll schedule out Saturday, Sunday. But um, you'll notice more engagements if, if you fire it off you know, from your old two thubs or if anything, like you know, we'll use Sprout Social sometimes to manage um, a ton of content, but we don't uh, automate anything on Instagram. The whole point of Instagram, and especially just Facebook, is user experience, right? So if you've got someone raw, you know, in the trenches, just managing your social and you're posting three to five times a day, maybe it's a meme or a trend that you saw. Um, that's the best case scenario. I wouldn't try to try to automate it. I'm, I'm, I'm against Instagram automation in every way. Yeah. Meme style ads kill it for sure. Um, I have man. So Brandon, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, um, with, with SpongeBob talk on social, you know, like people will, um, that SpongeBob meme where he's like putting his hands on his hips and he's making fun of someone and it's like the caps locks like all crazy. I did ad copy and actually I have a post on it in this group. Search my name, look for a, a green Dodge Ram and a SpongeBob meme. And I implemented a meme into that uh, ad copy and I believe um, like in all of the comments and it was fire. We were selling a $1,300 product, I think, 13 or 1400 bucks. And uh, we were getting like 11, 12x, spending you know thousand, two thousand bucks a day. So yes, uh, I think we need to do more meme style ads. So Rob, let's write that down, man. Especially for like TRS, Me meme style ads. Oh yeah. We need to do that more. But I've seen great success, but I I haven't done it um, as much as I would like to. Yeah, James, start firing off three to five posts, man. If you can't do three to five, do two to four. Just get going, post as much as possible. <clears throat> okay, out of these three to five images you post on a daily basis, how much of um, there are memes? Um, best case scenario, just one to two memes. Um, doesn't have to be any, it doesn't have to be a lot of memes. Um, the whole thing is, is scaling up the brand voice, right? Again, it's kind of hard to give examples um, without knowing, you know, what what niche you're in, what, what brand you want it to be on brand. Um, but you also want it to be social media, right? A lot of people are afraid of memes or some people aren't well versed in memes. You really got to get in the trenches and, and follow meme accounts and, and get, uh, become a meme Lord. That's really my, my best advice. Yeah. Direct response to work well, Brandon. Um, especially like, you know, lower priced or, you know, mid priced products that works really well. Can you use creatives from a store? That, yeah, I'm sure you can. Um, I wouldn't like pull them from the account. Like, yeah, Inle unless that's why they got banned though. I don't want to give bad advice. You know, if it was something that was against terms of service, um, just make sure you understand why your store got banned. Um, I wouldn't recommend that maybe. Yeah, Rob, you think they're pronounced memes, <laughs> jiffies. No, it's meme and gif only. But Rob is being uh, facetious. Can't say that word five times fast. Alexander, what's going on, man? Wow, you nailed that too. You did. What else you guys got? You're getting, you're getting me in, in the zone here. 
So, hashtags, man. Um, back in the day, I would just copy and paste like 13, 14, but that's definitely against Instagram best practices. Um, the best thing to do is just have it specific to your picture. So, for instance, um, again, we'll just keep the same thing. Say I'm posting this watch. Um, you know, a lot of people would just like type in hashtag movement, hashtag watch, ha hashtag, you know, timepiece, hashtag Rolex, what you know, whatever, movement, brand, whatever it is, you know, they'll just go on that theme. But um, the best case scenario is like, say that I took a picture of this, you know, I was posting a picture of like a dude wearing this watch, like at a go-kart, you know, track, like you want to do it re relevant to the picture. So rather than like just post, um, you know, hashtags that are relevant to the brand or the product, just do it relevant to the picture. And, you know, chances are um, you'll get on the discover page and, and you'll get a lot more reach. I hope that makes sense. Uh, we've also seen uh, no more than 11 hashtags. All right, Brandon Halper, what do you got here? On the 30-second uh, videos, are you guys editing for placement of IG and Facebook stories? Manually down to 15 seconds for IG stories. I see IG stories convert way better, but when we let Facebook choose, that's a roll of the dice. Yeah, so great, um, great question. Um, we actually haven't seen Instagram stories perform better on our end. You get a ton of traffic, but we haven't seen them in terms of like ROAS um, perform well at all. But I know you guys, you know, I know what product you guys are selling. Um, so I could see how that would work really well, um, which again, you know, if we need uh, Instagram story formats, then we will, we will, produce for the format best case scenario is we will do say three to five videos you know four by five 30 seconds the ones that perform well then we'll start reformatting them so we'll export a version that's 15 seconds or less you know we'll shorten it up and then um you know uh we will just do auto placements and it'll get put in stories um dimitri what's going on brother Yeah, thanks, James, and, and a hashtag, too. Yeah, so to summarize my, my um, answer, James, is don't, don't plan them out. Just make them specific to the picture. Don't think too hard about them. Dimitri, you got any good questions for me, man? I know you'll have some good questions, perhaps loaded questions. Yeah, so Brandon, I guess to answer your question a little bit more um, direct, we will create specific formatted videos for the placements. Um, we just don't start a lot with Instagram stories until we know it's going to convert. So we just kind of use videos that we've run, you know, on feed and then reformat them. Um, no, to be honest with you, if, if I'm watching a brand, the last thing I think about is likes. Um, I want to know that the product uh, has complete market fit. I want to know that our messaging is uh, correct. And so, you know, just think about it as like from a consumer standpoint, like have you ever went to buy a product and go check how many likes a company has? Um, for me, the answer is no. Um, so if anything, social proof is a thing. I just don't think, you know, likes on a page is important at all. So uh, I don't know if I've ever ran a likes campaign. Um, before CBOs started taking over, again, 3.8 was huge because you could just get a ton of social proof on your ads. Um, but again, I mean, maybe I'm the oddball, but I have never really checked uh, to see how many likes a page has. 
um, before buying a product. Um, Brandon, no problem, man. So Brandon, just, just to provide value for people, have you been noticing higher ROAS on Instagram story campaigns? And if so, elaborate a little bit. Shaq. Um, James, no experience with YouTube ads, but it is on the radar for 2020. I've got Rob um, and hopefully myself too diving into it. We're just going to take Q4 as a YouTube ads learning experience for us, test it out with a few brands, spend some money there. But uh, with Facebook's volatility, um, I definitely have my eyes set on more platforms. Um, not going to lie there. Okay, so Brandon, you're seeing better ROAS and Instagram stories. This is something that I've, I've never seen. Every time I try Instagram stories, like, and I'm hoping that it's going to carry some weight uh, on the return and ad spend department, I'm always left disappointed. Are you running static or video or what? And then, and then better yet, is it specific uh, formats? Like, is it nine by 16 creatives? Or are you actually doing like, you know, four by five or square in stories and it's converting? Andy, this is kind of different. Um, one for each account and for your spend. Again, like if you're spending 5K a day, you're, you know, and, and you've got all bets on one creative, you're not going to get very far. Um, but if you're spending a hundred bucks a day, like, you know, you could make that creative last a year. Um, I, I, I've had a client that we've had maybe a handful of creatives, um, and we've used them for over a year and we're spending, you know, we spend anywhere from two to 4k, uh, a day. Um, it just depends on how broad your audience is too. There's a lot of variables there to answer that question, uh, with a lot of specifics. Okay, so yeah, Brandon, so you think it's more of the type of product we run more than anything, but even when I test sneak attack method all over our traffic, uh, they're converts super well, influencer sell off on bids. Okay, good to know, man. Yeah, 9 by 16 Yeah, definitely, I mean, your product is 100% is um, fit for, for Instagram and Instagram story. So, um, Rob, I think you know what account we need to really focus on. Well, you already said yesterday that stories have been performing well, right? Yeah, for Julie. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of traffic. A lot of traffic, but not a lot of ROAS, yeah. Because you get those easy, like, swipe ups. I feel like half of them are on accident. Yeah. Okay, so Brandon said IG stories, even right now, on low spend converts, but noticing Facebook algo isn't serving well. Uh, yeah. 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 It uh, prefers IG feed and Facebook feed over it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to start testing more IG stories um, in terms of like, we'll use a middle funnel and we'll use it to drive traffic. I just, I've, I've never seen it convert like I have hoped it would. And I feel like you get a lot of bot traffic or just like garbage traffic. All right, any, uh, any last questions guys? Before I jump off here. I was hoping Shaq was going to jump in, but I think he was a in and out kind of guy. You can force it to IG stores to sneak attack. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm going to wrap it up, guys. Um, any questions on replays, just drop them in the comments and I will be all over it. Appreciate it.